ladies and gentlemen, welcome back yet again. It's time for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And on the other line, dearest friend, welcome him back. We're all so fucking glad to have him here. Why, it's Matt Schmidt. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Good evening, Johnny. I'm pretty good. How are you? Oh, good evening indeed. I'm doing well. Having a good time. Henry Kissinger died. Fuck yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go right into it. Matt, eat anything good lately. I did, you know, um, every once in a while I'll get sort of like a craving to bake something. Um, and on Sunday after, uh, a run, I was like, I kind of want to make bagels today. Make so bagels. Ba- oh boy. I made some bagels and they were delicious. They were really good. They worked out pretty well. I still haven't quite mastered the shaping of them. They get a little, they're not like the perfectly smooth, you know, uh, toroidal structure that they probably should be, but I don't know. They're good. Toroidal? What's this toroidal? I'm gonna have to hear more about this. <laughs> Let's do that one in there for Pat. Uh, this is a donut shape, basically. Donut shape. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm probably slightly misdoing, misstating it. Pat, yeah, don't probably... fucking tell him. <laughs> Go on. You did, you did it just right. Go on. That's it. That's the, I think the actual shape's called a torus, but yeah, it's the donut shape, basically. Yeah. Good shape. It's what particle accelerators look like. I have seen that before. I'm familiar with that. I didn't know that was the word for it. Yeah. Uh, red blood cells. Yeah. They're shaped like that. I know some stuff too. Pat's <laughs> not the only smart one. Now you, you're the, you're the smart one about bagels though. I know you boil bagels, right? You do boil bagels. So I tell use, me how to make a bagel. Uh, okay. So it is your standard sort of, you know, sugar, flour, salt, yeast. Let it rest for a while. Punch it down, um, divide into the recipe. I, I use is the sophisticated gourmet website, New York style bagel recipe. I like it because a lot of bagel recipes ask you to do something for like two days. It's oh, no. an enormous process. Oh, no. Or they want you to boil in like molasses or brewer's yeast or something. And I really, yeah, I don't want, I don't want that shit. It's going to get Fuck everywhere. That, obviously. Your yeah. whole kitchen's going to be sticky. Like it's a terrible thing. This doesn't need any of it. So you shape it. It's divided into piece, eight different pieces. You shape those into your, your toroidal, your, your donut shape. Yep. And, um, yeah, you boil them for two minutes on each side, pop, put toppings on wherever you want. I have that, uh, everything but the bagel seasoning. Delicious. From Trader Joe's. Yeah. Uh, I also like sesame seeds or just plain, um, honestly plain and everything are my two favorites. So I mostly do those. Pop them in the oven for about 20 minutes and yeah, bagel. Fantastic. That doesn't sound like the nightmare process. I, I guess you, you clearly laid out how you go down the process, how you go on the road for the nightmare process. Yeah. But it, the way you're doing it here sounds pretty good. What are these, these things? Do they, I'm, please don't object to what I'm going to ask, but when they come out, do they look like a bagel I get at a bagel shop? They would look like a bagel that you get at a bagel shop. I could, I could send you a picture of the bagels. Right if you now. send me a picture, I'll make it the image for this episode. And then Ooh. we can all uh, gawk and be amazed at the uh, – what's that fucking word you used about the shape of the bagel? <laughs> the toroidal structure. The toroidal nature <laughs> of your impeccable be- uh, bagels. All right. It's coming to you right now. Very excited. We're going to talk at it. I'm going to make a note here. Pick of bagel star. <laughs> I did just get it. It's very it, 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 it's beautiful, Matt. Good, good looking right? bagel. Not bad. How okay. often do you make bagels? Once every few months. Few months. That's, that's pretty often. 
Yeah, I rotate. I, I make pretzels sometimes. He might have had my pretzels once. I don't know. Anyway, I make pretzels sometimes. I've sent I've sent pictures of the pretzels. To the I, I, I I was gonna say I'm at least familiar with you making pretzels, but I cannot remember if I actually had one. I make pretzels okay, too, super that. pretzel, frozen, pretty <laughs> delicious. Put those big ass pieces of salt on there. Ooh, that's oh, a good yeah. meal. It was hard. I have been having trouble finding like the chunky pretzel salt. I used to get it from this Middle Eastern bakery up. Um, or up north. Uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on the neighborhood. Um, it's where the Norwegian Museum is. Anyway, um, they would have these like containers, this really thick cut coarse salt. Um, and the last time I went, it was much finer. And if it's too wet, uh, the bagel, because for the, the pretzels, you do like an egg wash to get that sort of yeah. brown shininess. Um, and if the salt isn't chunky enough, it just sort of dissolves into the egg wash and you lose the effect. That makes sense. Um, and it's like weird. It's, it's still very salty, but not as, and not as aesthetically pleasing. You want to, and also I, I want to bite into those big ass pieces of salt. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Shout out to, uh, Jen, who I think Pat brought pretzels that she made once. They're really, really good. Nice. Uh, Sounds great. That I feel like that was an especially good eat anything good lately because it was something you made yourself, but not something I think of people making themselves. So yeah. ups to you. Thank you. Uh here here's here's a quick follow up. Drink anything good right now? <laughs> in in the spirit of your uh buying random tiny cocktail cans, I had this uh pre-made bullet Manhattan cocktail. Ooh. Um, it's a green bottle. It's best enjoyed straight up or over ice, made with straight rye whiskey, sweet vermouth, and bitters. Um, it was actually a, a present. Uh, some people at work know that I, I recently had gone through a, a breakup and uh, dropped off a few bottles of pre-made cocktails. And actually, someone uh, who was over said, pointed at two of them and said, I had that one. It's really good. And pointed at another one and said, I've had that one. Just pour it over an entire glass full of ice. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't remember which one is which. Maybe you'll find out for yourself. <laughs> but this uh, this bullet one is pretty good. It's pretty, I, yeah. I did pour it over a lot of ice just in case, but it's, it's pretty good. I, I mean, with a drink like that, you're, you're probably doing well to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. How would you compare it to if you tried to make a similar drink yourself at home? Oh, I'm terrible at making cocktails. Yeah. So it's probably better than anything I could make. Well, hey, I'll shoot you the recipe for a spaghetti, and then you'll just be right to the top of the charts. <laughs> you have made spaghetti for me. I have. Uh, not necessarily the most popular drink, but I love it. I think they're great. I forget. We, you couldn't find lemon juice, so you got lemonade. Was that the substitution? Oh, God. I hope I didn't do that. But it was some, <laughs> there was something a little bit of mess. But uh, it, we all made it work in the end. It was Yeah, it was tasty. Um. I also have a weird drink, but mine is uh, non-alcoholic. Now, please do not think that I am some teetotaling fool. I am, as we discussed before, I am drinking a Revolution Brewing Fistmas red ale with ginger and orange peel. Uh, Santa's on the can. We'll hear more about him later. But uh, more importantly, the weird drink I have is uh, this, De La Cal Tapache, fermented beverage of Mexico. 
tepache. Yeah, it sounds kind of like kombucha, but Mexico. And there's a picture of a pineapple yeah. on it. Uh, I don't really know what the deal with this is, but Gina uh, went to the store today mm-hmm. and was like, hey, you doing a podcast tonight? You like to drink weird stuff? You want a weird drink? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. And then she showed up with this. Uh, she got two of them, one for her, one for me. The other is hibiscus something. I don't remember what that what the other second ingredient was. But the, this one I have in my hand is mango chili. Uh, that's like intentional. That. I love mango and I also love spicy mango. Now, mm-hmm. am I, am I, am I buying mangoes at the store and bringing them home? The answer is no. Never. But when I am out and about and I see a thing that's got mango, I'm like, that's the one I want. So uh, I'm going to crack this and give it a little taste right now. It's hard to get good mango where we live. So, you know. Agree. This rules. It's so good. <laughs> it's not it that spicy? sweet. It's, it's, it's got some heat to it, but not overwhelming. Ooh. Honestly, if you told me they just made the thing and then sprinkled cayenne over the top at the end i'd be like that makes sense that's fine it's uh i i was concerned it would be too sweet but now i'm looking at it it only has uh six grams of sugar in a can so it's not it's not a major sweet thing it does have 19 milligrams of vitamin c so i'm actually one of the healthier guys around but this is uh really tasty it's craft fermented it does say probiotics exclamation point so uh, if you want that, it's good. Uh, this rules. I recommend purchasing. This is an endorsement, but I'm not being paid. De La Cal, Tepache, Fermented Beverage of Mexico, Mango Chili Picante. Only 45 calories. Delicious. Now, am I going to say I have to take a break halfway through and then put booze in this after I finish my beer? Yes. So watch for that update later, and we'll see how much this stuff really holds up. When I dump it over, two ounces of rum. <laughs> That'd probably be good. What is the what is the local grocery store that you guys go to? Uh, d- depends. Tony's is pretty close. Okay, yeah. Uh, depending on what I'm doing, if I'm like, I have a meal planned, but I would like to add some roasted vegetables... A very common one is walk to the tiny-ass Target. Yeah, tiny Target. I love the tiny. This is a big disagreement for Gina and I. Gina despises <laughs> the tiny Target. But I'm like, like, it's not reasonable to think there would be a regular Target that close yeah. to our house. So the yeah. fact that we have this tiny Target is good. And Gina's like, but it's not a real Target. I'm like, I, I know it's not a real Target. And I, but we were never going to have a real target that close to our house. I mean, the real target is not that. And also, like, if I get in the car, I can drive to the real target. It's like either 12 or 25 minutes, depending on what time of day I go. (laughs) And boy, when it's 25 and I get there, the parking lot might legitimately be completely full. And boy, does that make me want to put a fucking gun in my mouth. Because I know what it's going to be like when I get in there. (laughs) Oh, boy. Nightmare time. I do not go there on the weekend anymore. Have you been there recently? Uh, I was there like on a Tuesday a couple weeks ago. Did you see that they have? So you know there was that like indoor soccer and sports yeah, complex. Yeah. Now it's like a weird hundred years of Disney exhibit. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to the yeah. fucking Home Depot the other day. I so yeah. that that was I 
either I didn't notice it when I went to the Target the last time, but when I, I went to Home Depot like Monday of this week. Actually, if you look over my shoulder here, this is just for Matt. Fuck the listener. All uh, that there's some like coats hanging here. I yeah. installed like a closet rod and some shelving in this room oh, nice. because like we get, we started getting our winter coats out when it got cold and it was like. Jesus Christ, there's no fucking closets in this apartment. <laughs> what are we going to do? And I was like, uh, I guess I'm going to Home Depot and figuring out how to put some shit on the wall. But it's, it's actually very nice now. Everything's cool. Yeah. But yeah, when I went, when I was going over there then, I was like, what the fuck is this hundred years of Disney thing? Is that a, can I go in there yeah. where they let me in? I think you have to buy a ticket, but yeah. So they, they think they get my money, but they get my eyes for free. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm insane. <laughs> I did, I think it just like actually opened this weekend because it was the first I went there I went to Target this weekend to grab a few things. It was the first time I saw like signs up saying go to here to park. Yeah, like also like the whole damn there. wall is like painted and it yeah. looks really yeah. nice. It's a giant mural. It looks really good. Yeah. So it's it that place is probably even crazier for the foreseeable future and it was already Yeah. Nuts. I gotta just not go over there. Yeah. Uh Whatever. Gina's always mad there's no Whole Foods. And I'm like, Whole Foods is too expensive and it's too far away. And then she was yeah. like, well, what if we just go there anyway? And then sometimes I do it and I'm like, oh, my face is melting from all the problems. Is that do a good story? <laughs> do you go to the one at like Ashland and Belmont? Exactly that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here, here's a fun story. Uh, we had a bunch of weirdness with our Thanksgiving because we had like everything kind of lined up, but then mm. our oven broke and then oh, wow. it, we thought we were going to get a new oven installed before Thanksgiving when my sister was coming over. But okay. then at the last minute we realized we weren't. And then we were like, I guess we're just canceling everything. But then like on the Wednesday of the week, we were like, let's just figure out what we can make and make it work. Mm-hmm. But that meant, I had to go to that Whole Foods the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, no. It was so bad. Oh God, that sounds awful. Uh, I, I, I know, but it was, it was the parking garage. I, I can't, I can't keep going down this line of reasoning where I just tell people I want to put a gun in my mouth. But <laughs> this is the, this is the last one. This is the real one where I wanted to kill myself when I got to that fucking parking garage and all the spots were full and it was just a line and nobody could go anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, but it put things in perspective. I was kind of nice to the cashier for one second and she was instantly like, on the verge of tears telling me about how bad things were going. And it was like, everyone is so terrible today. She's like, I shouldn't say this, but like everyone is so mad and trying to get out of here. And she just pointed and she's like, there's like that escalator thing. And she's like, it, the people never stop coming up. The whole, she's (laughs) like the whole day I just look over there and they're just pouring out of this thing and hardly anybody's leaving. Oh, she had a worse day than I did. I can't fucking say shit. I, you know what? After that, I committed myself, not going to commit suicide for at least two weeks. It's nice. It's brave. Mm-hmm. I think she'd appreciate that. Holiday spirit. Uh, Matt, it's time for our next segment. Uh, we're going to do the podcast playlist thing. You're familiar with this. You've, you've <clears> been uh, adding songs to this thing for a while now. We all love it. Uh, I'm not going to run through how it works. We're just going to say that it's the 70s playlist. Uh, 70s style sting inserted here by competent podcaster, not me. 
And uh, you know what? I'm not even going to remind you what the previous songs were because you maintain the playlist. You don't need to be told what the songs are. You know the songs better than I do. Is that is that true? Ah, uh, that's mostly true. I, I that's mostly been... true. Says our song I remember that it's. I remember the theme, and I need to look at the specific songs. Okay, yeah, Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison. Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Do you remember when that was in a, a Volkswagen commercial? Yeah. The, the cool Volkswagen commercial. There were cool Volkswagen commercials that were like a thing. One of which was Tony Hale doing yep, Mr. Yep, Roboto yep. in the car. Uh, that was a big was deal. Yeah, Nick Drake. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so I like both of those songs. I really like Pink Moon, actually. Let's start with that. Where do you think... Do you think we are escalating this podcast? Oh, I did it! What an honor for you <laughs> to be here for an episode where I say I, I confuse podcasts and playlists. My least favorite attribute. Uh, do you think that we... I mean, where do you think this playlist stands? Do you think these are pretty high up songs? Or do you think we're just easing into it? Um... They're both like very, I think they're both very good songs. I don't think there is like a playlist breaking song so far, uh, like has happened in the past, which we don't really need to talk about anymore ever again. I didn't bring it um, up. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're both good songs. I like, I really like Nick Drake. Um, and Pink Moon is a very good song. Um, so it is like, I, I had to think about it. It couldn't be like, even though it's only the third, I'm only the third song on the list. I couldn't just like, oh yeah, this this song from the '70s, whatever. I had to think about it for a couple, you know, a little bit. Be like, oh, you know, what song would I like more than these two? Uh, and you know that you know. Here's one thing I've been thinking about. You know that song. Uh, I'm gonna go up the country. Where do you wanna go? Yeah. You know that song. Is that from the '70s? Because that could be one of the top ones. <laughs> I think that's also in a car commercial. Yeah, it is definitely in a car commercial. (laughs) I don't know what that song is called, but watch for it's probably called Going Up the Country, but I'm not sure. I think it's by Canned Heat. Uh, But I don't know what year it came out. But if you're going to be on an upcoming uh, episode, maybe you want to put that on, if it's from the 70s. We haven't really established what happens if you pick a song that's not from the (laughs) 70s. Who knows? We'll find out when we come to it. I'm going to pick something that is just barely in the 70s like literally let me guess the day uh january 1st 1970 (laughs) no let me guess again you know what i think this bit has run its course you can go ahead (laughs) we're not gonna do like price is right (laughs) my price is right i've put a great guess in since i'm the only one playing (laughs) zero (laughs) put one cent (laughs) and you win so I'm going to do uh, a, a Clash song off of London Calling, which oh came boy. Out December 14th, 1979. Uh, so getting really, in right under the wire. 17 days. But I'm not going to do the obvious ones that I think might do like be like way too high. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Lost in the Supermarket. I didn't get to get it out, but please note that I guessed. I started guessing what like, you were going to say. Yep. I only got yep. to write down Lost yep. in before you got it out. But, uh, yeah, that song fucking rules, man. I love that shit. I think it's a really good song. 
it's not, you know, one of the huge singles off of the album, uh, but, you know, it's not London Calling, it's not Jimmy Jazz. Hateful, man, that's a really, I'm just like looking at the track list right now, it's a really good album. Stacked, stacked. Hateful, Rudy Can't Fail, Spanish Bombs is good if you're in the right mood, but yeah, Boston the Supermarket, um, it's a great, really good song. Um, that album is like all killer, no filler. In that, yeah. I think it's just like that Sum 41 album. They're equally good. <laughs> also, weirdly, from the 70s. <laughs> I really like that joke. I'm proud of that one. That's good. Um, but yeah, this song rules. I think he did a great job. I, don't, I mean, I don't fucking got stuff to say about Lost in the Supermarket. It's a stone cold classic. We love it. It's so good. And people... If, if you come for Matt, you better bring your shit. That's what I say. I tried to pick a song. <clears throat> I kind of like what we did in the last, uh, the last list, where people sort of went in slightly different directions. And we, we're, we're doing that even more so right. this time, I think. So we got some Van Morrison, we got some, some Nick Drake, we're sort of more folksy, and now I'm doing like early punk rock, and then someone can go like hair metal or something. I don't know. It could, yeah, it'd be yeah. fun. Do you, and how about this? Do you think, <laughs> let's start here. I, I'll just, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I think the last playlist, we put, we did good songs. We had good intentions. That a, that a listenable playlist? <laughs> uh, maybe on random. I mean, it's hard to pick. Because, you know, if you do, like, an old-school playlist, you want to do songs that sort of, like, flow into each other. Right. You want there to be, like, a rhythm and a rising and a falling. When you have people just sort of picking songs somewhat at random, it's hard to get a cohesive playlist. And also, like, when you're making a real playlist, you probably don't, like, demand that by someone's definition, each song is better than the last. You'd think yeah. you'd have like super bangers and then some low key ones and like this one's under the radar and sure it's not as good as that, but it's actually a great song and here's a great introduction to it. Whereas here, it's like the, the it's like, hey, fucking shoot your shot, man. Yeah. So uh I th- I think we might have a, a more cohesive listen listenable playlist despite venturing off in different directions right from the beginning. Maybe maybe because of doing that. We'll find out. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. And also, it's got to be a good feeling because this is like right now, as someone who has perhaps felt pressure from this playlist. Right now, as you said, is the longest you'll ever be away from having to put another song on it. Now <laughs> it's like it, if this thing gets back around to you, it will be an impressive accomplishment. Honestly, I would not bet on it. <clears throat> is so. that your? Nice way of telling me that I'm not going to be on for another 20 episodes. You're on right now. What more do you fucking want from me? That's pretty good. Got a no Schmidt policy for a year. Some people can't get on this shit ever. Most people in the world never a guest. This is a a very exclusive club of which you are a member. It's true. Also, you want to talk about that? He doesn't know it. And I won't even name any names. But... Someone put a video game song on the last playlist, so they're banned from the podcast. <laughs> God, I wonder who that could be. We'll figure that out later. Matt, it's time for our next segment. Uh, what is your 
favorite outfit? And I was actually a little worried about um, this new segment coming up on the same podcast. Uh, I can talk for a little bit, just to first off ease your your concerns, mm-hmm. but also just I. I do think it's important that we think of this very broadly or narrowly as you see fit. Fit is an outfit pun, so that's a joke. Yeah, uh, but like, it could definitely be as you could go super broad. And it's like, I like wearing, I think, jeans and a T-shirt and a baseball cap is my favorite outfit. <laughs> or that would be boring, but if that is your favorite outfit, that's true. But you could also tell me, like, this T-shirt and these jeans and these sneakers and this or any combination could mm-hmm. go any direction. I, so I think this is a chance for you to expound on other thoughts as well. But what I really like is the idea of you stepping into your, your closet, your, your beautiful walk-in closet, or your wardrobe and you open it up. Or mm-hmm. your dresser drawers and you pull out the dresser and you look down and you're like, oh, hell yeah. You know what? Today's the day. I'm excited. I'm going to do that. What, mm-hmm. what what excites you when you're going to uh, get dressed? Man. Um, I, think, I think I am definitely more of like a short sleeves guy than a long sleeves guy. I put on a long sleeve shirt. My immediate instinct is to start rolling it up. Yeah, I love rolling those sleeves up. You can see I'm wearing like one of those shawl sweater things and, and i've already like yanked the sleeves halfway up my forearms because it just feels more comfortable i cannot continue to promise pictures that matt sends me but uh <laughs> boy it is a like chocolate brown lightly speckled big cozy long sleeve shawly sweater gorgeous deep blue t-shirt underneath it uh, like the band, uh, but it just it looks it's it's a great look. Like if you just told me this sweater is your favorite outfit, I that'd be fine. It, it I've been wearing great. it a lot lately. It's like my new winter house sweater. Digging it. I think I I told you off air that it reminds me of a Warren a lot because I think he used to wear a sweater yeah, much like this. I do recall that. Law school. I think maybe like even in the summer. Um, if I if I paired it with a deep V uh, white T shirt, the Warren Wilkie effect would be would be profound. Um, yeah, sort of a, a short sleeve collared shirt. Um, I kind of like always wearing a baseball cap, you know, because of the the baldness and the not wanting sunburn on your skull. That happened once, and you never want it. Let's again. do a sidebar. Is that a real thing? You getting sunburns on top of your head? That sucks. You can if you don't wear a hat. Yeah. Never occurred to me. That fa- fuck that. No, yeah. That shouldn't be. There should <laughs> be. A... Now, can, can you can you grow your hair if you if you just let it like be like buzz cut instead of more shaved? Is that good enough, or are you just getting like scalp stuff the whole time? I think you just get scalp stuff the whole Man, time. Man, fuck that. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's pretty bad. Um, I, you know, it's for anybody. I, it's always funny because you see like dudes who have the clear uh, monks tonsure ball yeah, spot yeah. on the back, and it's just like beet red because they were up <laughs> golfing or something. Yeah. They didn't put on a hat. Um, I, I was in the sun for 17 hours on Saturday, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to know it for the next 17 days. Yeah, just perfectly on the crown of oh, my hair. Oh, God. Ugh, it's the worst. Um, so there's like a blue sort of jeanish. Uh, collared shirt that I have that's short sleeve that I really like. Um, 
Can you pair that with a, um, I don't know, any kind of short, really. I just, I love, like, I'm a big warmer weather person. Uh, I came around on shorts, like, like a nicer short where it's, like, just above the knee, I think. Not too just long. Big, not too big short. pockets on the side. Yeah, huge cargo pant pockets. Um, obviously, several loopholes for the various tools I carry. You've had hammers them. and screwdrivers and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my samurai sword that I trained. <laughs> I trained in the blade, John, you don't understand. Um, and um, I, I'm a big shoe guy, weirdly. Um, not so much that I'm, like, trying to buy the latest Nike colorway off of those weird websites, but I yeah. do have a lot of different kinds of shoes. Um, the ones I most get complimented on are those green ones. I think you've seen them, like, the like yeah. kind of bright green Nikes. It's a fucking great look. I love those. Yeah. So that with like either like sort of a darker green pant or short. Um, I have those pink shorts that I like a lot too. Or I guess they're more salmon colored, but some, something like that, I guess would be my favorite outfit. And there's, you know, there's variations, but. When, okay. So you imagine yourself in this outfit. It's June 23rd. Where are you going? Probably, um, meeting you at a bar patio or some outdoor patio just. Drinking in the sun. What a, what a wonderful night for us that will be. Right. Can you believe it will one day be warm again? It has been cold as fuck here lately. It seems like it's going to get a little better but yeah. for a little bit. It's already a little better today. It, that's true, yes. Uh, but damn, it is. it has been quite unpleasant. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it was very cold for Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend, and now it's a little better. It'll We're be supposed nice. to, it's, yeah. It's supposed to be a big El Nino year, so it's supposed to be like a relatively warm winter, all told. So that's nice. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, we don't necessarily have it coming. We had a pretty awesome winter last year. So yeah. if we if we get that this year, but also maybe we've ruined the earth enough that Chicago is just <laughs> not a big deal in the winter anymore. God, that would... That would crush several people's identities, I think, including a little bit my own. Like, yeah, I'm from northern, you know, northern Illinois. I'm from Chicago. Our winters fucking suck. I can take it. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's thirty degrees. No. Yeah, it's a real thing. Uh, it's time for our next segment. Uh, I don't think this one necessarily requires any introduction, but I will allow follow-up questions if you want. <laughs> Uh, would you have sex with Santa? <laughs> okay. Can I tell a story? Always. All right. So, um, as the chat knows, the other day I went to see, uh, Napoleon, the movie Napoleon. Yes. Uh, Rob Blagojevich, former Illinois governor Rob Blagojevich was there. Um, and before the movie, Played, there was a commercial in which uh, John Travolta is a Santa. I've seen that commercial. It really sucks. It's like is the that, Saturday is, Night Fever. Is that the inspiration for this question? Because, because I turned to my friend who I was seeing the movie with. And you're like, I would fuck I, that guy. I was like, what this commercial presupposes is this Santa fucks. <laughs> like, that's the horniest Santa. Like, he's doing the Saturday Night Fever dance at the end. You're just like. Like, he's going home with at least two people from the bar. Everybody in the damn town wants to fuck this Santa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if anything, more than 
boy, if I could pull the name of John Travolta's character in Saturday Night Fever, it'd be a great time to do it. But I certainly cannot. I can't. Uh, that, that movie is, this commercial only exacerbates it. That is one of the ultimate, uh, like, misremembered movies. Like, that movie is not very fun, and it's not about a guy dancing. It's mostly really sad. <laughs> there is that long scene where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is just thrusting her pelvis into the air repeatedly. Yeah. It's the aerobics teacher, I guess. That's one way to describe it. <laughs> uh, would I have sex with Santa? That's the question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Presupposing that Santa exists? Uh, I don't even know if presupposing is correct. I think you confirm that Santa exists if you fuck him. <laughs> um, man. It might be worth it just for the story alone. I mean, he's probably a very generous lover. He loves giving, right? That's his whole purpose. Maybe and, it gets you And you love the- taking. <laughs> Maybe he uh, maybe gets you from the naughty list to the nice list. I don't know. Like, do you get better presents? I can't answer questions like that, but I, I think your general thought process is pretty similar to mine here. In that, yeah. try to make an argument that you'd ever do something. If 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 you did this, what could you ever possibly do that'd be more interesting than this? <laughs> Like when presented with very plainly the most interesting thing you could ever do, you should probably do it unless it's like going to kill you. And I like yeah. I assume Santa is like fucking Jack down there, but I don't think he's going to like destroy <laughs> your body and make you be dead. Like I think he's going to be cool about it. I, I think you should. I, I, I think so. you have to do it. I mean, I guess you could like hunt the Easter bunny for sport or something. So you would as rather as fucking an animal than a story. man. What does that say about No, you? like, just hunt him. Hunt oh, like, literally him. kill him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why don't you kill Santa then, if that's so interesting to you? I don't know. I was just thinking if it's, like, the most interesting thing you could ever do in my mind. What are you going to do with that story? Hey, remember the Easter Bunny when he was alive? I killed him. <laughs> oh, great. I want to hang out with this guy. Now I can generate Easter eggs from his decapitated head. Yeah, it's, it still works. I kept his body alive even though I cut his head off. <laughs> he, no one would ever. I I wouldn't even talk to you. You know what? If you if you do that, I will ban you from the podcast. That is on par with putting video game music on the playlist. <laughs> okay, so uh, second story, and I don't know if I've told this related to, actually related to the Easter Bunny and Rob Blagojevich. So when I worked in the governor's office after um, undergrad. I, I always would, forget that you did that, but it comes up <laughs> like on the podcast or in stories pretty frequently. Yeah. That's because I'm, I think I'm so cool for doing it. It is. It, it, uh, it, it's up there for pretty interesting things to do. Does uh, it compare to Santa fucking? No, go ahead. No, not really. Uh, but I was the Easter bunny at the governor's mansion. Uh, they had like the boys and girls club of Springfield come to the East, come to the governor's mansion for like, you know, an egg hunt and candy or something. I don't know. Um, so I, there, I have a picture of it somewhere. Uh, there are, there are pictures of me as the Easter bunny. The suit is so hot. <laughs> it does not breathe <laughs> at all. So these, like these little kids were such dicks. 
Like, they kept trying to poke the costume in the fake eyes, and, like, one kid just like, there's a zipper! You can see it! Get it! And, I mean, you know, it's like a Get public it. event. Oh, there, no. are, there are reporters there, for, like, you know, puffed pieces. Tragedy I strikes can't... today as incompetent Easter Bunny can't keep his suit on. Why was he nude underneath? Yeah, more, more like as Easter Bunny flings small child across the room <laughs> in a desperate attempt to flee. But right, I'm not allowed to take the head off. <laughs> Fuck these kids. You can't say anything, right? Because the Easter Bunny doesn't talk. It Even what noise there. does a rabbit make? Purr, purr? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think purr. I'm <laughs> But um, Pat, uh, his wife, Patty, was there with their two daughters, uh, and the youngest one was probably, like, three years old and was just terrified of me, yeah. utterly terrified. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that daughter was with him at the theater. <laughs> remember me? <laughs> you remember when you were scared of the Easter Bunny? Why are you wearing that stupid human suit? <laughs> Oh man, I should watch Johnny Darko again. That's the second time Johnny Darko has come up in last week. No such thing as coincidences. No. I don't believe that for one second. Um, so I guess that... the, yeah, the answer to the question is I, even though um, I, I am not really interested in penises, I would I would have sex with something. Yeah, you got to. It's the only answer. I'll put you down for yes. I'll let them know. We'll see if we can hook things up. If if you guys do choose to go on a date, uh, Sawstock will pay for it. Okay. We'd have to drink Fistmas, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like a $30 budget. Like, don't look, like maybe an appetizer. <laughs> uh, Matt, it's time for our next segment. You know, I always hate it when I do that. It's time for a next segment, our next segment, whatever uh, transition. But then... I feel like the listener won't know I'm moving on. Do you think the listener will know I'm moving on if I don't say it's time for the next segment and I just do the next segment? So, for example, if we had finished... Um... Like, if I had just given it a pause there and I had said, what sauce you bring to the table? Would that have been okay or should I say it like, oh, hey, let's do a new segment now? I mean, I don't think that would you fuck Santa and what sauce are you bringing to the table are have a ton of overlap. So I think it's a pretty clear delineation just by asking the question. I think most segments begin with a question. So every time you pause and ask a question in your podcast question voice, um, I, I think it's it's fairly clear that it's a new okay. topic. If anybody's confused, write me, and I'll go back to saying it. But I'm going to try to not say it. Okay. Hey, Matt. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? So it is uh, the holiday season. <clears throat> and I looked, and Pat will probably tell me that I'm wrong. No, because but... he's not doing that anymore. No corrections. <laughs> um, I didn't see anybody that anybody had ever uh, brought gravy to the table. Gravy? Hell Yeah. <laughs> I looked back and all the podcasts that I have available in the current iteration of the podcast uh, app that I use, I did not see. Uh, I did not see gravy listed. What a great gravy's great. Love gravy. Love gravy. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump on ahead. I made gravy tonight. Did you? I did. But let's talk about your gravy first. 
your feelings, and then at the end we'll come back and we'll circle back around, and I'll mention that I made some gravy. Uh, when you when did you have any gravy? At Thanksgiving would be a great starting point. Yes, I had a couple of different <clears throat> a couple of different gravies. Multiple um, gravy. That, that sounds like a pretty fancy Thanksgiving. Well, you know, I, I bounce. <clears throat> I, I come from a broken home. Oh, multiple uh, Thanksgivings multiple equals Thanksgivings. multiple gravies. Even better. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Um, uh, so my dad uh, is is quite used to be quite an accomplished chef. Um, makes a very good meal. Makes very good gravy. Um, does it from the drippings from the turkey. There you go. Should it's fantastic. Um, and then my my aunt on my mom's side, uh, bless her heart, does her best, but is not uh, not the not the best cook. Uh, so her gravy was a little thicker, a little chunkier, you know. Yeah, thicker and um, thicker. Thicker and thicker, and um, you know, it's it's fine. It was fine. It's. But it sounds like we have a leader in the clubhouse here for preferred gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a little too much cornstarch or flour in. Yeah. Uh, in, in Aunt Jesus's gravy, um, but both you know it's but it's still like it tastes good. There's it's a gravy; it's got to be consistency, good. but it's just it's like it's drip. It is little meat drip, at least for ours, meat drippings and whatever thickening agent you want. It's, you know, it's like au jus made into a a more stable yeah. sauce. So I think it's it's pretty hard to get wrong. Yeah, gravy is amazing. Uh, what is your Favorite is, is is this like a Thanksgiving drippings gravy? Your favorite gravy? Ooh. I think probably. Like OG is pretty good. I do like the sort of can, thicker consistency of your standard Thanksgiving gravy. Um, so yeah, uh, probably I think so. My favorite gravy is marinara sauce. <laughs> I was going to say, are we, are we counting the Italian yeah. uh, Sunday sauce as That's what's up. as well? But if you don't count that, then these things are the best. Um, Gina and I made, I, I, I mentioned our weird-ass Thanksgiving we had. Mm-hmm. One of the stovetop easy things to make, mashed potatoes. Sure. And then we still had a bunch of mashed potatoes left over because, like, I'm not making mashed potatoes all the time. I don't know how many mashed potatoes to make. I made way too many mashed. Well, Gina, I bought them. I bought the potatoes to mash, so it was my fault. And then Gina just made them. But we made way too many mashed potatoes, and we still had some left. But then she was like, uh, "There's this uh, vegetarian restaurant that does fake meat stuff that we used to go to back in Minneapolis, and I don't follow them on Instagram anymore, but Gina does." And then around Thanksgiving. They were just like flexing on their shit, being like, look at how fucking good we are. Like, we can do anything. Remember KFC Famous Bowls? We're making vegan versions. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my God, it looks incredible. (laughs) And then uh, we were like, well, we got all these goddamn mashed potatoes out there. And, like, you can buy, like, veggie chicken nuggets. And, like, Mm -hmm. what else is in there? Some cheese, some corn. And I was like, honestly, we pretty much are there. You know we got that corn strapped up on us all the time. Always. Uh, but like we, we gotta get some gravy. We gotta get some gravy going. And so uh, Gina was going to the store today, and she was like, "I'll get one." I was like, "Just get one of those gravy packets. I'm not concerned. Whatever mushroom gravy packet. Get it." And she got over there, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, we're all out of that. We got none of that." And I was like, "Well, 
I did some quick Googling and I was like, I can make mushroom gravy from nothing pretty easy. We had mm-hmm. like everything we needed except for a whole bunch of mushrooms. And so I just, I just, I made some mushroom gravy and we poured all this shit together for dinner and it was so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I love mushroom gravy. I, this is a more local recommendation than will be useful in the slightest, but Lonesome Rose has started mm-hmm. doing at their brunch uh, a mushroom gravy, biscuits and gravy. And they got Ooh. like those uh, uh, bang bang biscuits. Yeah. Oh boy, that's what's up. It is so good. Uh, I, I'm i a huge fan. All right, what is, so I, I went through sort of the basic steps of making a bagel. Can you take me through the basic steps of making a mushroom gravy? Uh, saute some mushrooms in mm-hmm. a pan. Get them nice and soft and whatever. Throw them out. And then you just like make a roux in the pan. Okay. Get that going with a bunch of butter and flour. Then you make all the good mushroom stuff come up. And then you add a bunch of like milk and uh, like vegetable stock and get that to a nice temperature. And then I took all the uh, mushrooms I had taken out and I chopped them up really, 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 really small. So they were already sautéed and cooked and everything in the pan. Then I threw them back in, and then you just mix everything around together until it's the thickness you want it to be. Take it off the heat, delicious mushroom gravy. Nice. Yeah. I've always had the worst trouble with ruse. Man, I just I don't have the talent for it. It's like ruse and making brown butter. I just, for some reason, I just can't quite get the hang of, like, the temperature. It's like everything is hitting the right temperature because it will either, if you don't, it'll get too too hot or too or too thick or too thin really quickly. Yeah, right. And you can, and so, or... like, it's one of those things where, like, I always will keep, especially at the end, like, mm-hmm. I measure out what I think I'm going to want for the, the milk and the vegetable stock or whatever, but you keep all those things around. Because yeah. depending on how it goes, you might be throwing more stuff in. Yeah. But it, it, I do it a little bit lower than you might expect. And then you give yourself a little bit more time because I'm not a very talented cook. But mm-hmm. this came out really, really nice. Nice. That sounds good. I do I do like a good uh, a mushroom gravy, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a wonderful, savory treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't an introduction to another segment is an introduction to a quick break. Matt, let's take a quick break because I want to use the restroom and I want to come back with some rum and I'm going to pour this uh, mango chili tapache over it. All right, I'm going to throw a bunch more uh, ice in this glass, I think. Sounds good. See you on the other side. One, two, three, four, five, six. Road runner, road runner. Yeah. Thousand Island Dressing. Cut tomatoes down the middle. Toss the romaine with the spinach. And we're back. And uh, we got Matt. I see you've got a little refill on your uh, bullet drink there. Is that true? The glass is clinky once again. Oh, clinky once again. Glass. Good as ever. Still enjoying it? Oh, yeah. I only got one big piece. Well, now it's two little pieces of ice. I can't do the clinky as good, but I have poured my De La Cal Tapache Mango Chili over some rum. And it's very tropical. First sips. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. I honestly, I told <laughs> Matt during the break that I was sad I didn't have any tequila because I felt like that was the way to go. This is just fine. This is treating you right. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful mixer. Very excited to see where this goes. Uh, everyone, purchase this product immediately. I don't know where Gina got it. <laughs> I was going to ask. Like, I can't go find it for myself, let alone tell you how to find it. This uh, recommendation is highly Gina dependent. Red can. If you see a red can at the store, you might be in luck. Uh, Matt, I'd like to ask you about your Xmas shopping slash prep. Okay. I don't know if this is going to be an encouraging segment, an invigorating segment, a depressing segment, a worrisome, anxiety-inducing segment. It could be any of these things. But I want to know. I guess we have to walk backwards from the end a little bit. But we don't. I don't want to go into a whole bunch about like what our Christmas plans are. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about what we have to do to get ready for them. How much Christmas shopping do you think you have to do this year? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, being newly single, that sort of scratches off a big portion. Smart. That's the way to do it. What I thought I had to do. Um, I think it's just mostly uh, – I get cards for a lot of people. How many people uh, do you think you get cards for? Six or seven. Okay. But I feel like there's a lot of cards for someone who doesn't like have a family and sends out a standard Christmas right, card. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's much easier if you're just like, I just write down the addresses and then the website. Right. Not not that I don't appreciate those. I enjoy receiving sure. those. Right. But it's a different thing if you're like, I'm doing these cards for these people and they're all going to be specific. And it sounds yeah. like you're doing quite a few of those. Yeah. I do a fair amount. Uh, for some of my like oldest friends that live in different places. Yeah. For the most part. So th- th- I remember that, you once sent me a fantastic Christmas card with the drawing of Ron Swanson. Man. I still have to this day. I did that a few years, but that was a, like, I was doing 15 or 16, <laughs> and it got <laughs> so difficult. <laughs> like, I remember, honestly, like, the picture year was like a concession and that I am only doing a picture and not trying to do a long-winded, personalized letter to each person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I felt like I was letting people down doing the pictures. I love the picture. I I often think maybe this is the year I'll do it again. But boy, I look at that corner of my computer screen, 1129. If this is the year to get back into it, you know when the time to start is? Today. Right I need to get, like, the addresses would not be difficult, but, like, I need to get on it right now. We'll see what I do after the podcast. (laughs) So other than that, I just sort of have uh, my dad and his wife, and that's basically it. What is your gift exchange like with your dad and his wife? Uh, So, like Thanksgiving, I sort of do the divided holiday. I'll go over there to their place uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, they are big church-going folk, so we will go to Mass. Um, 
and then uh, sometimes we go to like one of their friends' parties or something, and then we'll wake up the next day, um, eat a light breakfast and like open presents next to a fire, essentially. I want you to answer my next question seriously. Mm-hmm. How do you think your dad would react if you told him not only that Santa was real, but you fucked him? <laughs> uh, cons- considering that he was Santa <laughs> for uh, some, the plot family, thickens. Some family friends and in church for a few years, um, it would probably <laughs> be very awkward. Okay, fair. Well, the good news is Santa might not be real, so That's you good. might not have can can like locked in that you're going to fuck him yet. We don't know. That's good. Should he be real, we do know that you have made a commitment and no take backs. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> what okay. did you do? You do any uh, home decoration? You, I, I know you've got a tree already. You mentioned that, and it sounds like it's got is it, it's just lights on it right now. Is that correct? Uh, well, not even lights because... Well, you attempted my, lights. Yeah. <laughs> I, attempt, I was attempting lights before uh, we got on to record this podcast, and uh, half of one strand is no longer lit, so that attempt is abandoned quickly because uh, it is the longest strand that takes up most of the tree, so I'm going to have to buy some new lights before finishing that process. Um, I do, yeah, I do the tree, I do some lights, I do some ornaments. That's pretty much it. Okay. When do you, so is that, is that an artificial tree? No, real tree. It's a real, oh, tree. It's a real tree. Where yeah. did you get the tree? Home Depot. Home Depot? No. I was, I was there the other day and I saw the trees and I was like, should I just snag one? Because I know that, I, okay, how about this? How big is your tree? Uh, I think it's about seven feet. And how much did it cost? You don't look at price uh, tags anymore. It doesn't matter to you. I think I'm trying to remember. I think it was like 70, 80 bucks. Okay. Uh, uh, wine slash winery slash brewery place. Middlebrow has trees. Really? Yeah. And then I looked online and they were like, we got dumpy little Charlie Brown fucked up trees, like Aaron Lauder likes, for sixty dollars, and Damn. everything else is ninety and up. And I'm like, yeah. you fuckers, how dare you? But That's- I could walk. I could carry one of those trees home. I could just could. walk over there, drink two glasses of wine, get real strong, and they'd be like, "Give me that tree," and they'll sit on my shoulder and I'll walk home. That's very appealing to me. I like that idea, but I don't want to spend. Like ninety dollars is the cheapest of the non-shitty Charlie Brown trees, so yeah. I know I'm going to end up spending a hundred and twenty minimum. I don't yeah. want to spend hundred and twenty. I ain't got hundred and twenty dollar Christmas tree fucking money. Fuck that. <laughs> there is like one of those little tree lots that's next to the Dominoes on Fullerton, and that's like walkable. I could carry a tree home from there. Or but you, you just, tell the Dominoes no. guy, "Hey, yeah. listen up, buddy. Thirty dollar tip. Here's what's up." <laughs> I'm going to order 10 pizzas from you, all thin crust. You know how dads <laughs> hold mattresses on top of their car? That's what you're going to be doing with this Christmas tree. It's going to be great, Emilio. You're going to love it. 
Uh, but I just, you just know that it's gonna, like, yeah, those shoes are gonna be at least like $120. Yeah. Uh, I know Home Depot is terrible, and I know their politics suck balls and everything. But also, you can get a really nice Christmas tree for like 70 bucks. Pretty good, pretty good. Oh, so that's, it's hard to pass up, because there's no ethical consumption for capitalism. That's true. Uh, so, are you gonna get a real tree? Or are you gonna get a fake tree? Yeah, we're gonna get a real tree. I'm probably yeah. getting one of these fucking trees from the place that's expensive, but I get to bad. I get to carry it home. You do get to carry it. Home. Um, nice. I like that part. Uh, Don't do the thing on television or movies where they drag it. Like actually, oh, they, you can't they, drag they, it. Yeah. So many branches. No. Well, honestly, here's what's really going to happen. I'm going to be like, I'm actually pretty buff, so <laughs> I'll take. What's the biggest one you got? And then I spend the most money imaginable. Uh-huh. And then uh, I get that and I carry it out of there. And everybody's like, damn, that guy is strong. And we get out of sight of the place like, Jeannie, you got to take the other end of this. <laughs> grab, just grab it. Just pick it up. Anything. I, I can't do it. I'm going to start dragging we... it if you don't help me. <laughs> also, when we get back, we're going to have to cut it in half because a 15-foot Christmas tree. It won't even make it around market. the turn of the stairs. We can't even do it. It's not even possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- these are these are all true facts. Did you grow up with a real Christmas tree? Yes, all. I mean, we never had a fake tree growing up, and then I think maybe when I lived in Florida, we had a fake tree for a year. But even that, I kind of think we got a real tree from a really shitty lot where they clearly just like a semi truck full of. Uh, Christmas trees just like oh. dumped them in a grocery store parking lot and said sell these at extravagant profit and someone did yeah um, I don't know that I've ever had a fake tree but I could be maybe one year at some point I did but I certainly don't own one now and haven't owned one in many years yeah my uh, my dad and his wife are now just do the fake Christmas tree and it's a little bit sad for me. I think she grew up with fake Christmas trees. My dad was always a real Christmas tree person. And also, something that has fallen out of favor, a tins- big tinsel person. Ooh, yeah. Just loves tinsel. We were never a tinsel family. I got nothing on tinsel. I grew up with tinsel, um, but it is really just such a pain in the ass yeah, it seems that like I stopped doing it. And especially at the end, like, can, don't you got to like get it back out of there or else they're like, we can't even right. haul this shit away. It's gonna. It's like a fire hazard or something. Right, because you can take the, the real trees to various drop-off points yeah. in the city, and one of which is Humboldt Park, which is now right by us. God, I got to put this fucking it. tree back on my shoulder again and walk to Humboldt Park now? <laughs> I'm getting a fake tree. Fuck this. But you have to take off all of the tinsel yeah, or else yeah. they won't take it. We, we, I think just... we can't, like, chop it up and mulch it or whatever if we got right. fucking tinsel in there. We don't want, we're not mulching tinsel. I do not want to spend three hours plucking every fucking strand of tinsel off of yeah, a tree. I've never I just fucked don't. with that at all. So I am I am past the tinsel portion, but Wait. I am I'm a full team real tree. I love how it looks. I love the smell. Like, yeah. Do you have a particular trick to? I think like every family had their trick to keeping the tree like healthy, aside from just water in the stand. Uh. 
I don't have a trick. I have a reverse trick that I remember from my childhood, which was that we had a cat, and the cat thought like <laughs> the the tree water was so much better than its bowl water, and so it'd be like, you think you oh, like you think you maybe you only need to water the tree every day? What a joke that is! The cat is anytime you fill it up, the cat is shooting under there and drinking all the water. And so what you really need to do is water the tree anytime you can't find the cat because the cat is drinking all the water. So what I what I do now is I do mostly water and then uh, I pour some like half of one of those 16 ounce bottles of Sprite in there. Ooh, I, I think and I heard actually, of like 7-Upper Sprite. Is that, that's a yeah, real thing. I didn't know that. It, it works pretty well. Something about like the carbonation and the sugariness of it without like the food dye or whatever. I, I don't know why it works specifically, but it works pretty well. I, it makes uh, sense. Like, I also function better if you pour soda pop into me. <laughs> like, if I'm just doing okay, but rush. just on the edge, pour some sugary water and like, ooh, high functioning. Just pour a Fanta or a Tipachi. Oh, my God. Too. Bring me an orange Fanta. I need a pad. <laughs> hey, it's about that time of year. Should we come over to your house and have a, a soda podcast that no one listens to again? <laughs> It's been like exactly one year since we did that. I know. I'm sure the one person that listened to that episode could really enjoy a sequel. It might be a holiday tradition in the making. We could do something better and do like Christmas beers. Ooh, Christmas beer podcast is a good idea. Uh, And listeners get excited for multiple Matt Schmidt episodes inside (laughs) two or three weeks. We don't have a a huge window if we're going to do it, but I like that idea a lot. It's true. Um, and so it's, it sounds like you are legitimately buying gifts for, uh, this get together at your dad's house and that there's no extended family that you're shooting gifts at. Is that right? Oh, and and you made a face. I sure as hell don't send anybody gifts. Uh, Yeah, not really. Like I'll see my mom's family. Um, I don't really get anybody anything except for my cousin's son, who I think is like 10. And we were all asking him what he wanted for Christmas at Thanksgiving. He was literally just like, cash. So I was like, okay. Fuck them kids. Yeah. So uh, a Target gift card it is. Yeah, there you go. I might get him Super Mario Wonder. I was going to say, just send him Super Mario Wonder. I asked him if he wanted, if he had played Super Mario Wonder yet. And I know he, at least as of two years ago, he really loves Mario. So I might just get him Super Mario Wonder, which is a great game. So. Here's a way to do it. Buy him that, and then call him and ask him if he wants it. You do that call after. And if he says no, you give me Super Mario Wonder. Do you want to borrow Super Mario Wonder? I can just lend it to you. Uh, yes, I do want to do that very much. Okay. Uh, we can amazing. make that happen. Uh, I like that. Uh, perhaps when the uh, – perhaps at the reco- – we could do it live on air. When yeah. We, we come to your house with a bunch of Christmas beer. Uh, you can – we can do the trade-off, especially outside the box, the tiny little cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to wrap it just so it's... <laughs> I wonder what it is. And it's fucking WarioWare, not even the new one, the one before <laughs> that I already played and didn't like. Fuck that. <laughs> it's going to be one of those uh, erotic... Uh, playable visual novels. Yeah, Pat loves so much. As I say, somehow Pat gave you thirty copies of this. He's like, I thought you might want it for Christmas. Why do you have so many, Pat? It doesn't make any sense. He loves them games. 
He does love them games. Um, what are so? Do you ever? When's the last time you went to like one of those crazy Chicago Christmas bars? You go to those? You do that? Oh man, um, it has been a long, long time. I think the last time I went to one of those was I went to Friar Tucks in a December. I think it's, that's in like the Lincoln Park area. Um, and they have like crazy Christmas decorations. And yeah. I think like a Santa every night who just gets drunk. That could um, be advantageous for you. <laughs> it could be. Given the earlier uh, segment, it could be very interesting. He might be showing um, you early and late segments. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I have not been to like a crazy Christmas theme bar. And that, and that was probably a decade ago. A decade? That's a long time. So this, you're just completely yeah. out on this. I, it feels like it's a young person's game. I think you're right. I went to one of I, these last year. Yeah. It's not what's up. You know what I like? Actual good drinks. <laughs> not well, like Rudolph's, Rudolph threw up in the shaker and isn't it funny that we shook it all around and gave it to you anyway? So did you ever go to Lost Lake? No, I don't know this. Okay. Lost Lake was a cocktail bar on like Armitage in California. <clears throat> or no, like Armitage in Sacramento. Um, that was like a tiki, a fair, like a very upscale tiki place. Um, if you know three dots and a dash downtown. Like I have been there, infamous. yes. Yeah. So like a couple, I think their head bartender, mixologist or whatever left and started three dots and a dash. And they would do up their bar in pretty like very, a lot of Christmas decorations and they would have like a Christmas themed drink menu. And I, I did go to that like three years ago, right before it shut down. Is um, it, is this a place that somebody is opening a new bar in that space like really soon? Yes. People are very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I didn't, I didn't know the previous place and I saw yes. this and I was like, people were like, Oh, this is, this is, this could be super legit. And it's got like crazy rooms in there and there's like rocks yeah. or a waterfall or some crazy shit or something. Yeah. Like lots of neon yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it sounds interesting. I'm sure it'll be very cool. I'll, I, I would like to check it out at some point. If it's real Christmassy, and I've established my enthusiasm for carrying Christmas trees out of places, maybe I'll just go in there and steal one. Probably fake trees. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I went to one of those. I went to a couple of those Christmas bars last year. And, yeah. like, I'm all set. When I lived <laughs> in Minneapolis... There were like it was like starting to kind of become a thing there, but it was much mm -hmm. more event and like buying a specific ticket and getting the drinks. And they were, sure. but it was like at actual good cocktail bars that they were like expanding it into. And then I was like, oh, I think this is like a similar thing that I that we did there. And then I went to these bars, and it's, it's not at all. It's no good. It's no good yeah. drinks there. Yeah, I think you'd have to go to like one of the actual. This Lost Lake campuses. thing, if that still existed or whatever the new version is, if that yeah. comes, I I want to say I read a thing on Block Club that they're like opening like on New Year's Eve or something insane like that. Yeah, and I'm sure the ticket will be. Like it, 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 it's it's, it's beyond me. Yeah, I'm not fucking going yeah. to that. 
Yeah, common decency is what it's called. Oh, let's do that for a second. Why is every fucking decent bar in this town got to have the same fucking garbage name? Common <laughs> decency, best intentions, quality time. Uh, oh, yeah. Welcome back. There's so many fucking bars that sound the same. I can't keep anything straight in my head. I fucking hate it. It's going to draw design inspiration from Miami in the 80s with touches of punk, said chef and partner Mark Stewart. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it'd be fun to go to probably on like a random Wednesday night. That, that's always my, I want to go, like, I want to go in there and talk to the bartender and being like, show me, show me all your favorite tequilas. That's what I like to do. I want to go in there and be like, I want rum and <laughs> Coke and they can't hear me and I don't get it. What? Because they're playing Jingle Bell Rock too loud. Fuck that. Yeah, let's go on like a ran- like on a random weekday. Yeah, honestly, like Thursday, January fourteenth sounds like a great time. I'll, I'll put it on my fucking calendar right now. No, if that happens to be a Thursday, we have to go. <laughs> Damn it! Thir- uh, January fourteenth is a Sunday. We're not going, but wow. at some point we'll go and do it, and it'll be cool. And okay. It will be way better than whatever Christmas shit or new. Man, all my disdain for Christmas. I, I haven't expressed it that much. I don't give a shit about Christmas. I don't yeah. care at all. And everything I say about that, quadruple for New Year's Eve. Would you say that you are neutral? The Grinch. Or- yes, I am the Grinch. <laughs> okay, but would you say that you're neutral about Christmas, but like have active disdain for New Year's Eve? Honestly, I've said this before. If I could go hang out with my parents and my sister on Christmas, that mm. would be cool. Yeah. So you're right. I am neutral on Christmas because I'm just like, yeah, I don't have this stuff. Even then, yeah. I'd be like, fuck New Year's Eve. Why is I got to spend money? Why is I got to be out at midnight? Why is I got to go to a toolbar I don't want to go to? No. I don't want to do any of that. Fuck all that. I will. Here's what's good. Stay at home. Watch a movie. And make... Hey, Oh shit! Twelve fourteen. That's fun. I like it. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah, uh, New Year's Eve is definitely the worst ratio of like expectations to reality. I feel like I've had enjoyable New Year's Eves, but I don't think I've ever been like I'm gonna go to this really cool party and have a fun time. And kiss somebody at midnight and wake up the next day and feel like really good about all my choices. It's never been that. Like, it's just, and that, that's very much the expectation, at least in popular culture or whatever. I feel like it's usually you just like, you go to a bar that's too loud or you spend $300 to go to some fancy place. We don't really know anybody and everything's just sort of depressing. Everyone but you is on lots of cocaine. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Maybe I should try me some of that cocaine. And they talk me out of it. Uh, no. You don't want one of this. <laughs> uh, I, I know I am retreading well-trod ground, he said redundantly. But my best Thanksgiving memory, Thanksgiving, fuck, New Year's <laughs> Eve memories are like during law school being in Champaign and Babs and Warren being like, 
Uh, I think we're going to watch Back to the Future on New Year's Eve. Do you want to come over and watch with us? And I'm like, yep. And I went over there and we just watched Back to the Future. Didn't fucking do anything fancy. It was just like, yeah, it's a cool night. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. We don't got to go to work or school tomorrow. So that'll be cool. And we did that and it was great. I don't need to go to anything fancy. And anything fancy is going to suck fucking shit. Agreed. It's... um. It's a garbage holiday. Yeah. What's the best holiday? Mm. Um, I like... Is Labor Day the one in the spring or is it Memorial Day? Memorial Day is in May and Labor Day is in September. Thank you. Uh, Memorial Day. Good holiday. Yeah. It's starting to be nice out. You got a long weekend. Like, you get to hang out outside. The weather turning. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, in terms of the intent of the holiday, obviously, I love Labor Day more than anything uh-huh. because I love the working man. But I absolutely have to acknowledge, boy, they fucked us on that one, didn't they? Being like, <laughs> oh, Summer's over. Here's your holiday. Hope nobody gets any negative. Fuck that. They should flip them. <laughs> Memorial Day is the sad one that goes at the end of the summer. <laughs> Labor Day is the one. It is closer to May Day. Number one favorite holiday, May Day. Working man. Kill the employer. Two, uh, actual Labor Day at end of May when it should be. Three, holiday, also summer because summer is the only good season. And it's Fourth of July, the only day I like the United States of America. There's lots of fireworks. And they shoot the fireworks. No, that's said. How do I also think that it's bullshit to go to fireworks and it's too much effort? And I t- Johnny, do you think you should ever do anything other than stay home? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I will say I do sort of like the things associated with Christmas. Like, I really like Christmas lights. I tend to generally enjoy Christmas music. I have a hard no Christmas music until after Thanksgiving rule. But I like, you know, I, I sort of enjoy the, the the reason for the season, aside from Jesus, you know, like charity and goodwill towards men. It's, 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 it's a nice, it's a nice thing if you take it uh, for... I guess what nobody else takes it for. <laughs> but how do you feel about the end of the movie Scrooge when he encourages they sing put a little love in your heart and he encourages the audience to sing and says everybody should be nice to each other for one day? I mean, I think everyone should be nice to each other all the time, but <laughs> it is a good message. <laughs> it is one of those things where no matter how dark my heart gets in more and more every day. I, I still am taken by that and I'm still shocked to see people being like, I can't believe the corny ending of this movie, which is like the preeminent take these days. Yeah. And I, I am like, boy, that still hits me and fucking nothing hits me. I still, I still tear up at that suggestion of like, you know what? What if we acted a little bit more like this every day? That works for me. And apparently, that doesn't work for people, but like buy a fucking picture of Santa and put it on the wall and act like you give a shit about it. I, I don't understand. Have a fake elf watch your children. 
the elf shit is unacceptable. If you're listening to this and you do the elf shit, you should really reconsider. I won't go into it any further. The elf shit is bad. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for your kids. It's not good for you. It's fucking everybody up. Yeah. Get that elf I, off the shelf. Okay, wait. Uh, Matt, would you fuck the elf? <laughs> no. That elf is a tool of the state. Good that answer. Man. That's a good answer. He doesn't deserve your... Boy, I almost said some real stuff there. <laughs> he doesn't deserve you, is what I'll say. Thank you. you know, I get like so for me, uh, I have been going to see a Christmas Carol at the Goodman Theater like I love every it. year since I was six or seven uh, with my dad, and and it's funny because he's you know a, a hardcore Republican and a Fox News watcher, and he doesn't seem to understand that the. Uh, per, the whole meaning of a Christmas Carol is like this rich dude gets haunted until yeah. he stops being such a dick and giving his money to people. <laughs> but uh, so in in the play, his nephew is like, I think like I love Christmas. Christmas is this wonderful time, and I I, I think I can actually almost quote it verbatim. It's like the only time I know of in the long year where people, as if by one consent. Uh, decide to treat each other not as abrasive other creatures bound on other journeys, but as a fellow passengers to the grave, which I, th- and I like that line always I gets that. me. That's wonderful. And I think that that is, it's the same sort of thing. Like, Hey, like we're not just like a bunch of strangers. We're all just like people doing our best and we're all going to die. And like, maybe you just like be nicer to each other because we're all in this together. So that is my corny message of why i enjoy the christmas season no i think that's strong i also like envisioning your dad based on this story he's like watching uh muppet christmas carol and it gets to the end and they're like and tiny tim who and then your dad's like on the edge of his seat and they're like who did not die he's like god damn it fuck (laughs) capitalist this is bullshit communist shit fuck did not die. Should have died. Didn't work hard enough. Every time. Is that a fair yeah. characterization of your dad? Do you think that's you think that's appropriate for me to say? No, because he actually probably like, not. Starts, yeah, he actually yeah. starts crying when that happens to Christmas Carol. Boy, that makes that makes two of us. That is fucking crushing in the best possible way. <laughs> Who did not die? When, they, when he like, hits that, oh. it's like, oh my god. Yeah, one hundred percent. Thank the Lord. Yeah. You want to talk about actual Christmas traditions I have care about. Mm-hmm. I watched that Muppet, Muppet Christmas Carol. Have a good time. It's a great movie. Um, I also, I had given it a few years, and then last year I got uh, myself back onto the uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Ooh. And I, that that is one of the stranger extremely well-regarded movies it doesn't make like I, it you, like people like who are into screenwriting and stuff are mm-hmm. so into like proper three-act structure yeah and this movie abuses that so hard it's like what about what if the first act is an hour and a half of pain <laughs> and nothing good happens, and like it's, it's, it might occasionally start to seem like something good will happen, and then the movie hurts you again, and then we will just hurt you again over and over again for forty minutes. It also is a outrageous. Jimmy Stewart pretending that he is a high school student. Yeah, well, yeah. 
it, it is it is a nutso movie, and I really, really love it. I think they're playing it at the the Logan. They are, and you know when at eleven p.m. Ah, they did the same thing. They're like, oh, we got some screenings of planes, trains, and automobiles at eleven p.m. I'm like, you guys, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a thousand years old. I can't I can't go to the movies at eleven. It's out. It's 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 over for this hoe. I'm not doing it. It's late. You're gonna fall asleep in those slightly musty chairs. I fall. Yeah. I like it. I like it just fine over there. People make fun of that theory. I think it's great. Yeah, uh, I like it. This is not the end of her Christmas conversation. If anything, it is only the beginning. But we got to wind it up for this time because the second segment of this uh, podcast went way longer than I thought it would. The would I fuck Santa segment. Oh, that that's another that is ongoing. Oh, you okay. you you can you can change your answer, and if, if anything, you should seriously consider expounding upon it. <laughs> but uh, we'll do that in future, possibly Christmas beer centric uh, episodes. But for now, nice. Matt, do you have anything you'd like to plug? So, so I, I think I already plugged uh, the sci-fi cartoon uh, Scavengers Reign, which can be found on Max. In the this sounds chat. so good. It's really good. Um, I really liked it. I sort of plugged it halfway through. I kept going. Um, it's great. The animation's really good. The story is very interesting. Uh, the world that they sort of inhabit uh, is sort of baffling and alien in the right ways. Um, I really enjoyed that. Also, I, <clears throat> while I was in the Max app, I was like, you know what? I haven't watched the, that Watchmen series uh, in a while. So I watched that again. It's still still good. So I, I recommend if you have not watched it uh, to give that a watch as well. Extremely good plugs. We appreciate them. This is excellent content, especially around the holidays here. You know you're going to need some counter-programming from all the fucking Hallmark, Netflix, garbage Christmas movies. Don't watch any more of those than you have to. You That, that, that stuff makes your brain soft, and you don't want it. So this other stuff going to make your brain hard again. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk to anybody about getting hard of the Christmas season, it's Matt Schmidt. <laughs> you nailed the landing on that one. That was good. Matt, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. It's been delightful, and I I thank you for having me on again. Best wishes in the intervening days.